Welcome to the Media Mavens Podcast. The Media Mavens Podcast is where you'll hear the latest and greatest trends, topics, and tribulations with industry leaders. And here is your host of the Media Mavens Podcast. She is the original Media Maven, Sarah Miller. Hi, this is Sarah Miller, CEO of Access Entertainment and your host for Media Mavens Podcast. What's up, Joey? Ah, everything is good here. Working on my website. Everything is going well. Okay, I had a corny thing to say with our next guest. I was going to say we as we tumble through our Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> okay, whatever. That was kind of corny, but I'm super excited. Terry, it's so good to have you on our podcast. Terry City, like VP branded partnerships for Tumblr. I just thought it was kind of a corny opening. It's funny because <laughs> this can repeat my opening on this and it was with all due respect because i know we must have run into each other somewhere at events in la but i'm so happy you one you have a job two you're at tumblr because i did not think tumblr still existed and i know that sounds stupid no i knew a year ago with posh that because it had a tumblr connect pin interest but honestly pin interest and tumblr have fallen kind of down on the totem pole of me when it comes to social and news and stuff. And so I'm super excited you're here with us because I cannot be the only one who didn't think Tumblr was around. But before you answer that, Joe, have you, do you, do you use Tumblr? You know what Tumblr is? Yeah, I do, but I don't. Have you ever used it? Honestly, no. <laughs> I'll hey, just you, check out now. No, no, you're like, tapped out on that podcast. <laughs> what, what, what do you use? What do you use, Joe? Uh, you guys IG and Facebook. IG, Facebook and Twitter. That's basic it. business ones. Okay, so so Terry, like, yes. talk to us. Welcome to the podcast. Where where Thank have you, you been? Where have you been the past two or three years? Tumblr or me myself? <laughs> <laughs> I like I let's knew go you. you. Let's go you. I mean, yeah. you're from Vice Media. But let's start with what's going yeah. on with you and what. And you you just started Tumblr a year ago. I did. I did. I was at Vice Media prior to that, and prior to Vice which there was a short COVID related stint there. But prior to that, I was at Group 9 Media, which is Thrillist, Now This, and The Dodo, and Seeker, those uh, four brands. And now, most recently, when I was leaving, they acquired Pop Sugar. So, oh, I like Pop Sugar uh, for the yeah, news. So, yeah. So I was at that group before that. So I'm now at Tumblr, which is sort of making a comeback in sort of the B2B sense and working with brands sense. Tumblr was acquired back in, I believe, 2014 by Yahoo. And then subsequently, Verizon consumed Yahoo. So within that, Tumblr sort of fell into the Verizon media abyss, so to speak. And then in late 2019, a company by the name of Automatic, which owns WordPress, acquired Tumblr. So one of the things that... Oh, that's an odd M&A, don't you think? When I get the whole, you know, yeah. Facebook snapped up, IG, Twitter, yeah. it's yeah. on news feeds and everything. But that's so, I mean, we all use WordPress, but I think it's kind of an odd, yeah. it was like an odd marriage. I mean, what do you know, what was behind, I mean, WordPress of all people, but Tumblr was a news blog, everything site for posting. Yeah, it was blogs, a lot, obviously very blog driven, uh, very entertainment driven, very fandom driven. Lots of conversations going on. I mean, look, it, it was super popular and super relevant at, at one point. I think Automatic found it as still a viable social media platform. There's still a large audience. We, we have 40 million users in the U.S. 
We have 141 million users globally. Like that's that's not small potatoes. No, but so. has your usership because you know when Tumblr first rolled out, then there was Pinterest. There was you know we have IG. God, what the fuck? What else is out that, there? That TikTok. TikTok. Now I'm like that because everybody's everybody's like Clubhouse, Clubhouse. I'm like Clubhouse is Clubhouse. just another waste of time. Those the people just chat <laughs> about shit. It's not. I, I think I think I think Clubhouse is gonna be the next. AOL, MySpace, where it's big because we're in COVID, is just going to fizzle itself out. <laughs> but there's so much stuff out here. I think Snapchat and IG have definitely stuck. But yep. is your market, I mean, has the demographics changed a lot over the, I mean, you've been through a lot of mergers <clears throat> and stuff and you haven't done any marketing yeah. out there. So, I mean, have you seen a shift in who's really using yes. Tumblr now? Yes, we're actually seeing a huge shift in Gen Z. So we're we're actually oh. getting younger. I would say the the Gen Z audience is is making up probably close to 38% of our audience now. We still have millennials on the site and and even some Gen Xers like myself. But I would say our biggest growth is in the area of the Gen Z audience for sure. We found that there's a lot of Gen Zers in that younger generation that really isn't into themselves and presenting themselves and knowing the latest tick dances and vacation. Gen Reveal, they are about their passions and they want to geek out and and nerd out with the things that they love with other people who have similar interests. But can so we, we, let's just back up yeah. a little bit because, you know, it's always great. Everybody's talking about and then with the last administration blowing up Facebook and Twitter being banned, socials has been a whole new shift in the dynamics of it. Tumblr is still the same. I mean, I never really used it. So just to clarify this stupid question to get off my chest is tell me if I'm wrong. I can post blogs, recipes, sports news, Kind of like pin interest, anything and anything on the sun, but it's it's kind of like a TikTok. You could do anything you want and talk about whatever you want in multiple groups. Is this yes. is it like a lifestyle news site about everything and anything? Am I wrong I, on this? I wouldn't say it's necessarily news, although there's people who post news. I would say it's more about what people are passionate about. So it's about fashion. It's about their TV favorite TV shows, their favorite movies. You know, pho- uh, photography, cannabis, technology, any subject that you can geek out on and, and, and be passionate about, that conversation is happening on Tumblr. How so you it guys, could be. I'm sorry, yeah. how are you guys stand ahead? Because like, you're talking about, I mean, we could go on Instagram, we could go on TikTok. There's so much out there, so much news overload. What is making now that you guys are kind of doing the comeback of tumblr with the new with the changes and your role over there i am assuming you guys are going to put money into marketing and get back as leadership out there but what is really substantiating um, the whole platform and what's different if i had all these choices where how is tumblr standing out and making that comeback with so much noise of other platforms out in the market right now I think the operative word there is noise. I think what we're finding is that some of our core audience or, or users aren't interested in the noise. There's too much noise. So they're, they are fatigued on some of the other things that are going on on the other platforms. And they just want to be with us because it's primarily a happy place. There's not too much vitriol. There's not too much wow. name calling. It's about social activism. It's about supporting different communities. The LGBTQ plus community is huge on Tumblr. 
There's a lot of positivity. Uh, mental health is a big subject that people talk about on Tumblr. So Tumblr is primarily about positivity and digging in and, and having conversations about the things that people love rather than the things that people hate, which are very prevalent on some of the other platforms. Facebook. I, I literally blocked, <laughs> quieted, muted so many people. Yeah. I was like, and I, yeah. and I, with all due respect, without dropping names, I was like people that I, you know, well known in the tech space. I was just felt like, shut the F up. Just Go home, shut up, and focus on binge-watching Netflix because you're just spewing the same bullshit that's already in the news to create more controversy that feel important. And like, I got so sick of it. Is Tumblr, and this is because I don't have a Tumblr account. You know, I think I did, but I never used it like Pinterest. Yeah. I only use it because they're attached to Poshmark and stuff. Are they private accounts like with Facebook and Instagram you have to follow your privacy, who you want in your wall and your feed? Or yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's private accounts and there's there's public accounts. There's definitely a lot of brands that are very active on Tumblr still, as they were in the past, that have messages that they want to put out to the Tumblr community. But yeah, you you can choose the people that you want to follow and you reblog them and they end up in your feed just like any other, you know, platform. There's a feed that you scroll through and you you get to see, you know, what what people posted from the stuff that you like. And then you also discover new, you know, blogs and new pages that you want to follow. So now one of the reasons you were brought in was to kind of maybe bring in more studios, more movie production into the Tumblr arena. Am I correct in thinking that? Uh, yeah, that's one part of my responsibility is definitely focusing on a lot of the entertainment business that was once active. And obviously, since Tumblr sort of come back, it's been about four years since they've had a branded partnerships team. Obviously, the streamers are more popular now than they were four years ago and very active. But yeah, I handle basically every category. But entertainment is a huge part of the Tumblr sort of DNA. So yeah, we're talking to studios, networks, and streamers every day about partnering with us. Have they been open to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're we we've already done, you know, several programs with Apple TV and Amazon Prime and Netflix and CW. And we're, you know, we're talking to Hulu and NBC and ABC and FX. We're talking to everybody right now. Paramount Plus, uh, Peacock and HBO Max. We just we're about to run a program for them in a, in a few weeks. So yeah, let me ask you a question, Terry, because well, I love what's easy if I hit up Instagram. And especially for the podcast, for example, the agency, we could double tap on Facebook or Twitter or something, one post for everything. With Tumblr, I mean, are there are you guys looking at any kind of joint partnership where if I post the feed of the post on Tumblr, I could automatically have it post to my IG, my Facebook or yeah. whatever? Great question. And I've been having this conversation with a bunch of social media teams at different brands. If you post to Instagram, you actually can simultaneously post to Tumblr. Oh. There's actually a setting where you can post both. Oh, interesting. What, okay, so I love LinkedIn. Just, I mean, obviously, it's just from the business standpoint. I love that LinkedIn yeah. refuses. It's like church and state. You can do whatever the hell you want on Facebook, Instagram. Uh, I mean, I think 
but this is strictly a solo platform where you can't share into any right. other platforms. And I love it because there's less bullshit and hatred and politics. I don't know if there was LinkedIn, Phil Hoffman's decision to do that, to keep it pure of what it was built on, the business acumen. And I love that aspect of it because it keeps all the other crap off your feeds yeah. and everything. And I don't know if that was by design or if that, just, but I love why they did that. Mm-hmm. Tumblr, no, we we actually want people to be able to share from other social media platforms. It, that used to be the case under Verizon. Mm-hmm. And when it was a private company, you often found that at the end of stories or end of posts, you could just click on the Tumblr T and share to that. But since we're starting, we're literally starting a brand new again. We're off all of Verizon's platforms. We are developing our own. So in that, our tech teams are actively figuring out ways that we can instantly link from other platforms. I know we want to be more TikTok friendly. So we're working on that right now. We're obviously working to bring more video back to Tumblr because right now Tumblr is really very visual, probably the one of the more popular formats of images are GIFs. We're like the the GIF, yeah. you know, home of GIFs. Yeah. A lot of the GIFs you see on other parts of the internet started on Tumblr. And just well, kind of, Instagram doesn't do GIFs. I hate that you can't do GIFs on Instagram. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> you can definitely do GIFs on Tumblr. <laughs> what are some of the biggest air verticals on Tumblr? Is it is it pets? Is it you know, food, everybody wants to do food shots on Facebook. I mean, where, where travel, where are your top two or three? I would yes. say music is big. Music uh-huh. is very big. If you don't know, Taylor Swift is a huge Tumblr user and her biggest audience is on Tumblr. She recently just did an exclusive song for Tumblr users. That's a good endorsement. Yeah, that was big news. That was big, big news in the press. So music is is still a big part of Tumblr and its audience. Emerging artists are on our platform all the time, but very well-known artists like Nick Jonas and, and Taylor, as I mentioned before. Entertainment as a whole is probably our largest, I would say probably over 50% of our content in terms of blogs and, and what people talk about is entertainment driven. And that's from movies to TV shows to anime Again, the music stuff, K-pop is huge on Tumblr for some reason. I mean, like massive K-pop is huge. After that, I would say areas like fashion is big on Tumblr. Yeah, there's a big fashion contingent on Tumblr. And then in terms of our communities, actually studying and college students are huge on Tumblr. It's one of our biggest communities. We have a community called Study Blur, sort of a... a, uh, take on the, the BLR and Tumblr, but Study Blur is actually pretty big on Tumblr. So a huge audience that loves to talk about school and, and all those things that from high school to college, you know, yeah. people are talking about things related to school and studying and books and things like that. So I'd, I'd like to follow up with that, with the uh, whole school thing. But a lot of people may not know that you were involved in probably one of the best 30 for 30 episodes <laughs> ever made seriously and getting Ray Liotta to do the whole yeah. voice for uh, playing for the mob. And if people yes. don't know about it, it's basically about the whole Boston college experience where they were actually, yeah. yeah, they were fixing games. And yeah. I mean, how did you get involved with something like that? Cause that was, that was one of their, their favorites on there. 
Yeah. So my, my wife, who is a director and a writer, as well as a producer, she, she directed that episode. I mean, that, that film, which we won an Emmy for, by the way, it's awesome. A story came to one of our production partners in Pittsburgh, who was actually linked to one of the guys featured in, in the film named Paul Maisie. And Paul Maisie was connected to Henry Hill. So if those listening who don't know who Henry Hill is, he was who the movie Goodfellas was based on. So the, the lead character, Ray Liotta. So we had Paulie's story first, and we were kind of working on something around his story. And then we found out, like, wait, he was the guy who was referred to in the movie as the Pittsburgh connection in Goodfellas. And then we found out he was linked to Henry Hill. And we're like, we got to find Henry Hill now. And my wife, the investigator that she is, tracked Henry Hill down, who lives a pretty public life in L.A. at the time. We tracked him down and we actually interviewed him in my house. Oh. <laughs> so In your house? Yes. So the, the, oh. the, inter- the interview scenes in playing for the mob actually took place in my cars and in my house. (laughs) I'm stunned. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually had Henry Hill. If you're familiar with the movie Goodfellas, which a lot of people are, I had Henry Hill make me spaghetti and meatballs in my, in my kitchen. (laughs) Shaving the garlic. That is a heck of a story. That's a story behind the story. That's another 30 for 30. It's actually another movie that we were another story that's sort of off from the Boston College fix that we are, we're, we're working on right now. So interesting. For all of these movies, like you're going to be working on collabs for Tumblr as well. Well, yeah, right. That was that was pre Tumblr. So yeah. uh, it's sort of my wife runs the production company. You know, I dabble in and out of, of things that that makes sense for me to, to, to you know, well, I, guess, I, guess, I mean, I like, guess Tumblr moving is going to Tumblr start moving into the short format stories and everything or they're always going to stay strictly the post because it seems like I mean, you do have this production background. You know, you've done yep. some stuff. Are you going to look into bringing short format? Right now, we're really focusing on our core offering and the core behaviors of our audience. It is short form video in the future, probably. We, we'd love to get into that at some point. But right now, we're, we're taking it slow. But we do, as I mentioned before, we do want to get more video on the platform. And uh, that's certainly things that we'll look into from an editorial perspective, as well as a, uh, a co-branded production perspective as well in the future. But right now I say for 2021, we're just focused on, you know, getting back into letting people know that we're, we're here. We're still strong. We have a, a great passionate audience. We have a great PR and communications team. That's really doing a great job getting the word out. There've been several stories in ad week recently about Tumblr. Obviously, the Taylor Swift stuff is out there. We're getting entertainment stories picked up all the time because our fans are really powering a lot of the storylines that you're seeing in shows. There's a new there's a new Netflix show called Shadow and Bone that launched a couple of weeks ago. And Mashable did a story that the Tumblr audience was who was responsible for the casting for that show. They were in love with one of the lead actors that was in another show that the the groundswell of support around this actor being in Shadow and Bone really helped shape Netflix's casting. So we love seeing stuff like that. Our audience really does have a powerful voice. The thing is, you're probably seeing their voice 
getting shared across other platforms. So if you're on the if you're on Twitter or if you're on Facebook or you're seeing these stories and the, these groundswells of conversations happening, but people don't realize they actually originated on Tumblr. <laughs> so it's it's great to to see our audience get the recognition that it, it deserves. I'm actually like, it's, it's good to know. I mean, I'm glad you guys retained your user base because I know every time there's an m and there's always something, somebody wants a different leadership, different vision, a different yep. opinion. But I mean, I, I, this is all due respect. I think it's great on the social platforms, but I, I am surprised, happily surprised that you guys mm-hmm. have not lost any of your market. I mean, your leadership is one thing you've been hunkered down, but your market share of users yeah. Active users too. The past yeah. few years is it yeah. outstanding. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot bigger at one point too. And uh, what one of the things that Automatic did was make it a point to clean up a lot of the not safe for work content. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Tumblr used to have a lot of porn on it, and a lot yeah. of controversy. It was yeah. like a free for all. Anything, yeah. anybody. Yeah. So yeah, do, do you think that's why? They, I mean, do you think that's why they went through some of the leadership shifts and the mergers and the sales just because they carried that kind of a shady legacy, or do you think it was just because they saw a technology that needed to ramp up to what the strength of the core platform was? I, you know, I, I don't think that was it. I think there are just a lot of bigger companies that are out there that are always trying to get younger and, and yeah. stay relevant. I think when Yahoo bought Tumblr, they were sort of aging out of that audience. So they were like, hey, let's let's acquire this hip, young social media platform that'll keep us relevant. You know, we'll have something relevant in our portfolio as they as we age up. And, you know, there's a lot of this consolidation. There's always somebody trying to acquire something that that helps their portfolio, you know, appeal to more people. So I, I think it was more of that than anything else. Terry, you, you were recently featured on One Million Truths on Time. And I, I saw that. And wow, it's amazing the story that you had to tell on that. Yeah, yeah. That was um, a, a former colleague that I work with in my days at Variety reached out to me and just thought it would be something I would want to be a part of. And in, in most cases, most likely had a story to tell. <laughs> and I was so happy to be a part of it. I think it's such an important endeavor to do that because there are a lot of stories out there that people just don't know. Everyone thinks that you know, I'll rewind a little bit. When, when, when everything happened with George Floyd last year, a lot of my white friends or non-friends of color reached out to me and was like, hey, is there, is, is there anything I can do? Or are you okay? And, you know, they were legitimate questions. They're like, you're always so happy-go-lucky. Like, do you have stories that, of things that have happened to you? As a as a black man in America, and I'm like, absolutely, I do. Maybe I don't talk about them all the time to you, but there's people who've known me for years who don't know that story that I told as yeah. part of Million Truths. Do you want to tell one of those truths? I mean, I mean, I don't want to. And I mean, out of privacy, well, respect for you, yeah. can we talk about it? Going out to get you know basic necessities, and you know, yeah. go ahead, you take it from there. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just people always wonder just what the everyday things that you go through as a black person or in, in particular a black man is sort of like I, I live in a nice predominantly white neighborhood of Sherman Oaks in, in, in L.A. 
and just simple things that you 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 go out and do that you you know i always keep a smile on my face when i see people in the street so i don't seem threatening or like what's this guy doing in my neighborhood like most people don't walk out of the house and think of things like that if you're not black so i think about those things i think about you know people calling the security company which i have had done on me i actually lived in bel-air before i lived here and actually was being profiled by the security system that i was paying for to patrol my neighborhood so like this is real you know at night if i have to go to the back of my house or the property that i live on i don't carry a cell phone if someone were to call the cops and i had something in my hand I would not want that to be mistaken for a gun, like little silly things that most people don't have to think about. I have to think about and it's crazy, but it's real. So that's sort of some of the things I alluded to in the, in that story. It's, it's little things I get followed at department stores. And I know, cause I used to be like a security guy back in the day, like, I usually, when I was in high school, I was like one of the guys that looked out for loss prevention stuff. So I know the tricks that they do when they're following people. So I see people following me and I'm like, uh, I'm just here to shop. I'm not going to steal anything. Well, this is because because we, we've had some a few podcasts, one with Ron G, the comedian that right. and I've known him for like six years. We're good friends. He's, you know, MC opened up the awards. We had a really great conversation. It was September was October, October, November ish. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it it very got very serious on BLM and Black Lives Matter. And it was interesting because he made a comment on our podcast. This is the first time I think on our podcast, he actually felt comfortable publicly talking about being a black man in America. Because mm-hmm. it was right at the, it was like, yeah, um, the George yeah. Floyd was a year ago. There was yeah. so much racial tension and divide and things kept getting worse with the, with the elections. And he was like, made a comment on the podcast. I don't know if you remember that. It was like, this is the first time he felt comfortable mm-hmm. talking about this. And it was, in, I mean, not interesting, but I mean, he's yeah. like, you know, I've known him for a long time. And, you know, here, you know, it's a podcast. I have yeah. my co-host being more white. I mean, and like, and I'm friends with Ronji, but he, he said, I've never had a platform that I was could say what I wanted unfiltered comfortably. And I, it, I was so like, like humbled to be just not friends with him. He's an amazing yeah. guy and such a smart yeah. guy. But the fact that he used our podcast to really open yeah. up for the first time publicly about something he was always afraid of voice. And then I had another man on, Another podcast guest on, Mady Hattie McDonald's nephew, mm. I'm going with the wind. And, and he talked, wait, Joe, you're host, co-hosting that one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it came from Michelle AMB Publicity. And he talked about the story, I believe it was him, that he was in Phoenix doing a show in Mesa. Remember when he was walking across the street and had this horrible experience. And mm. what, what I love is, you know, obviously we're all about giving you a voice to share your stories. It's just another platform, but we've had some people on our podcast and the, it was just the opening up, very humble, very grateful. And the thing was, it just we take freedom for granted and coming from a different perspective of a person of color, you have yeah. to realize what we take for granted that yeah. we don't think about yeah. is something that you guys you know, being a black man has to think about. And you're like the third guest I've had on. I mean, tremendous success. We loved all have, you know, all these guests, but 
it's kind of an underlying conversation that yeah. I love that we could talk about openly and freely because people Absolutely. need to have a voice to talk about more than it's not just here's what I do. Here's my name. Here's my title. I'm a PR firm, blah, blah, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit podcast. There's always a backstory to everybody's front story and changing Absolutely. the narrative. You got to be comfortable voicing who <clears throat> you are. So I love that. Like, I didn't want to pry but I didn't really know what Joe was talking about, but I'm super glad that you're able to talk about this on the podcast Absolutely. right now. I'm happy to. My wife was sort of moved by what happened last year and she actually started her own podcast, which I helped produce called White Speak. And it was really, my wife is white and she really wanted to help white people sort of understand some of these stories and what they meant. So she would, she's had several guests on amazing stories. Check it out. If you, if you have, if you're into checking out other podcasts, but it's called white speak, but amazing guests that she's had from the civil rights movement, from the music industry, from the sports world, several sports, NFL athletes, NHL athletes, collegiate athletes she's had on, but sort of sharing their experiences and sort of really opening up the conversation. And that's what it's all about, opening up that conversation. So when friends of mine reached out to me during everything that happened last year, I was happy just to to share my story, share my experiences, just talk about things in general, because a lot of people, look, you you got coworkers are black, you you may may even have, you know, family members to marriage who are black, but you never really had that conversation. You got your drinking buddies, you got people that you, you know, socialize with, but you don't really talk about these issues when you're with them. So this kind of what happened last year gave people to kind of an opportunity to dive into things deeper than what you would usually talk about. So, and I think that's amazing because like Sarah was saying, we had uh, Kevin on who was Hattie McDaniel's great nephew. Kevin Goff. There you go. Thank Kevin you. Goff, yes. Yeah. And, and Ron Gion. And I mean, we, there was no intention to talk about anything yeah. dealing with race. Yeah. yeah. And then suddenly the conversation shifted that way. And what didn't make us uncomfortable, I, I want to put that, put that bluntly, didn't make us uncomfortable, but it did open our eyes. Yeah. Hey man, when, when, when you can open some eyes, it's, it, you know, it's one person at a time. <laughs> well, but, but the thing I love about it, they weren't even, it's not like, Hey, you're in a forced conversation, you know, being an athlete, being a CEO, being executive, a black person. I mean, Ron G pivoted over to, you know, males versus females walking through and just, just so many things, barriers to entry, just being accepted or feeling comfortable. Absolutely. And, and it just, that our comic, just that our conversations, I don't even know how we get on these subjects, but we just end up on these subjects. But what I love about it is because maybe in entertainment, talk about media, I mean, we're a PR firm. I don't care what we talk about. Your communications, your medium is your platform. You, you have to own your narrative. But I love it is that we get to really, really know who our guests are on these podcasts, some more than others, because we just end up in the strangest conversations that are so real and unedited. But it's like... You know, why I always talk about brands with some of our guests we've had in the past on our branded clients, it, you have to know the backstory. Brand loyalty is knowing the story behind the story. And when we first went in the COVID a year ago, like two days before, it was like zombie land. Like, holy mm-hmm. shit, what's going on? I was traveling, but thank God I was here locally. I was able to get back. But I went to Portland to keynote the um, 2020 wine marketing, travel and tourism, all experiential marketing. 
And it's all about changing the narrative and talking about the experience you have. But the whole big thing when I did the keynote was brand loyalty. You have to be able to be real and not be embarrassed. Tell your backstory because people exactly. are going to relate yeah. to that. And that's where the brand loyalty comes from, the track retain and maximize in the market. So, so taking this, you know, the one thing about social media, it was a platform through BLM, through all the political bullshit we've all been through but it got so abused and so abusive that it just i mean there needed to be a filter on facebook there's so much hatred and i don't post political shit as jim knows but i think i only posted one political thing the entire year which was the covid because my family got sick now i was just like wear your fucking mask seriously it is not worth it politically (laughs) shut up and just do your job but like I just feel like we have these social media platforms to give people a comfort level to talk about racism, I mean, sexism, everything they want to. But I feel like it's so abused. They get volatile. They get angry that you can't. You could have an opinion without judgment because we had some a guest on a good friend of mine, John Roberts at Endemol. He's with Pure Imagination Studios, was Endemol, Buna Murray, big studio Mm -hmm. entertainment guy. So probably introduced you guys. He'd probably be a great partner for Tumblr. They're doing a huge thing coming up. Sorry, sidebar with who's Star Trek guy, Captain Kirk. Oh, William Shatner. Yes. And so there you go. But I feel like it's the whole thing about that authentic, the storytelling and everything. And I just, you know, some of our conversations have geared towards that ease of conversation. And we're so tired of hearing, you know, you can have an opinion without judging. I think the fact that we've had you, Kevin, Ron G on, it's been such a good dialogue. There are opinions that Joe said, there's things that we would never know that we learn by talking to you, talking to Ron, talking to Kevin. And I had this guy at C-Suite, Jeffrey Hazlett, CEO, chairman of C-Suite Networks, great podcast guest. He has his whole huge network. And he made a very pointed comment to me and Michelle Koshman on our podcast. As a white man in business, He's not racist. He's none of that. But he felt being a white man, making certain comments, saying things, goodness of his heart may come off wrong because people are so afraid to have the conversations if it's forced. But his whole openness was, if I say this and it's taken this way, help educate me freely, openly, without judgment, how to say what I mean without being offensive. And these are conversations I've never had in my life until this past year. Most people haven't. All through podcasts. It's easy, it's comfortable. Yeah. And why can't, why shouldn't you have this conversation? You should have this conversation. Yeah. You know? I, I agree. But, but, <laughs> but, 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 but pivot it over. To, but but a lot of people are afraid to have the conversation. And I don't like when they hide behind social. But like pivot about social, Tumblr. Does Tumblr have the same rules of kind of filtering of verbiage, language, what's being said and topics? Or are they just, yeah. okay. Yeah. There's no filter. <laughs> there is no filter. People are honest. And, you know, look, every every social media platform has its portion of trolls and and negativity. So I'm not going to say we are absent of that. There's a lot of that. 
is, you know, there's some of that as well. But for the most part, it's super positive, but there's there's nothing censored on the platform. You can talk about whatever you want. Well, Facebook filters. I had a lot of people, I don't know what they posted, and they said, oh, they made a comment. I don't know if it was good, bad, or different, assuming it was hate, hate speech about Trump or politics or certain things. And then I have some people who said, I posted a video that had nothing to do with politics. It was like fashion driven because we ran some fashion events before COVID and they wouldn't post it. Oh, it violates or violates what rule? What you could wear on a runway in high heels. I mean, so I know they sometimes filter out what you can and restrict oh, content. Yeah. They're there. And that's been a big issue legally, too, on a lawsuit of freedom of speech. Where does Tumblr stand on all of that? Or do, do they not really get involved in filters? Uh-huh. Uh, not only porn, like <laughs> we're, we're, we're actively trying to find, you know, again, not safe for work content on Tumblr. But I would say in terms of speech, obviously, if there's something egregious, I'm sure, and we catch it, we might pull it down. But to be honest, we really don't have a lot of that because it's not really, it's not a polit, even though there's people are active and they're they're activists but it's it's mostly about positivity towards those subjects so there's a big blm contingent again there's a big community a very large community around lgbtq plus rights and and that community but it's all positive so i wouldn't say that's been an issue for us at all Well, what about internationally? Because I know like with some of the clients we've had to deal with in PR, we've had a tough time posting some of our clients on product launches that are in Hong Kong or other parts of the world. They just are blocked. They can't filter it. Is Tumblr an open platform globally or do you guys? Okay. Yes, we're open. We're open platform globally and automatic as a company is very global. I mean, we have we have employees in every corner of the world. And I mean that literally. I'm on calls with people that are in Russia, Yugoslavia, South America, Spain. They just pretty upset. They just had to move this all team call to like 8 a.m. in the morning, L.A. time to accommodate <laughs> the rest of the company that's in the other part of the world. I'm like, damn it. Uh, <laughs> the West Coast always gets screwed. With nope. the- yeah. So, uh, yeah, very open across. Yeah. yeah. Which is which is great because I think it's going to give you a wider market to expand into as well because you can hit global markets that some of these social yeah. media companies, are, they're just blocked. They're just banned. They're censored. So they're, yeah. they're, they're not accessible. Do you think, I mean, and, and I'm going to go back to this because I just like, like I'm in WordPress hell all day too with the website. Do you think that's going to like prohibit or help a future MA? Because a lot of these social media companies are, they got to rebrand, rebuild. They got to snap them up because, you you know, basically to the market as a different vertical or focus and narrative. But, you know, you normally, you're normally buying and purchasing social platforms from the similar verticals. You got WordPress on this. I mean, do you think their goal is to kind of shift their perception and their business model to more of the social media content news is news? Or do you think it may hurt shifting the expansion because they're not a pure media social platform play? Automatic is a, is a tech company and at the end of the day. And there's always value in technology and, and building things. So the Automatic's portfolio also includes a company called VIP, which is powers a lot of e-commerce on the internet as well. 
in terms of like M&A or IPOs or whatever is in the immediate future for automatic, I would just say Tumblr is just a part of the overall scheme of things and, yeah. and plans. Yeah, I would say it's more tech focused than it is social media, yeah. media company focused. Like the Tumblr part of automatic is new to the portfolio. And I, I don't think it's driving what another company would want to yeah. buy automatic or if automatic decide to IPO, I don't think, I think Tumblr would be just a piece of it. It, does template have live feeds, like live talks, live stuff like Facebook we, and Instagram? We, we, we do not. That's Are you one going of the, to add it? That, yeah, that's one of the things that we're working on is to, the ability to do live feeds and things like that. We definitely need, again, video it has to be a part of our future. So that is definitely, again, on the list of things that we want to get back to doing. Can you tell us quickly, Cherry, like... Everybody knows Tumblr. I mean, I know it's been in the dormant stage, so I'm sure it's going to get aggressive and come out strong for the last two quarters of the year. Are there any features or benefits that you guys are adding that you could just tell us about what to look forward to coming out of Tumblr? No. Okay. <laughs> that, was, that was one of my security questions with some of our guys from military and Homeland Security. No. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, no. I... I I would say we're, we're talking about a lot of things right now that we want to do, but it would be premature. Okay. For me to, to, I to, won't to... dig in because you're going to come back and tell us more about this. <laughs> exactly. When we, launch, <laughs> when we launch something new. Yeah. Well, because there's going to be so much social media news that I'm um, end of the year. There's so much shift right now in dynamics. I don't, like, we're not done with COVID. We're not done with the pandemic. There's no. so much changing. So I'm sure we're going to hear more from Tumblr and what's going on with you. I agree. Okay. <laughs> it was so good. So for anybody out there who was or considering or hasn't quite thought it through, give me the top two best reasons why we should join Tumblr. I would say the number one reason to join Tumblr is you can just come be yourself. Good. You know, whatever your interests are. I mean, a lot of people hold back some of the things that they're really into because of the persona that they have to keep on some of these other platforms. It's, it's, these other platforms are, you know, all about sort of the surface you. Superficial. Uh, yeah. Superficial social. Yeah. And with Tumblr, it's just like, look, if I'm really into like anime and K-pop, but I don't really want to <laughs> put that out there on Facebook because I'm like a 40-year-old man, <laughs> you can do that. Okay? <laughs> you can do that on Tumblr. There's no profile pictures. Like most people have like, you know pseudonyms and things like that as the, as their pages. So you don't really know who you're following on Tumblr sometimes because it's really not about them. It's about what they love. It's a community. Right. It's about what they love. It's not about them. Wait, I think we should create a new social media that's called superficial social. <laughs> Everything that. has got to hit the superficial looks what you say, what you do. Oh my We're God. Fake. And so are you. <laughs> I think there's, there's no fake news. It's all fake. Superficial right. social. I think I have a new project for us to work yeah. on. With oh, you, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> I, I love being on a platform because when I'm on there, I get lost in like anime. So, so, <laughs> K-pop cupcake, cupcake wars. And uh, BTS conversations all the time. Okay. Okay. Since you opened the Pandora's box on this before you wrap, two things that you 
have never admitted that you would post on Tumblr since it's all anonymous. Well, not anymore. I'm asking two things, um, two things that people don't know about, about you. That I, about me? Yep. That I, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I keep the cars that I've owned like pretty private. I don't want people to think that horribly. I think one time I took a picture of my kids on a drive during COVID and it kind of gave away what one uh, car that I own. So that's fair. What's what t- so because of that, that was more of a, a superficial social, our new yeah. our new project. Two things that not that you're embarrassed, but you're kind of like like a K-pop anime. Two things that you attract, follow that you have an interest in. Oh man. Nothing that I would be ashamed about. Okay, like, two wacky things. Say it. Just two. Just two. Wacky. I don't follow anything wacky. I'm boring. I like cars. I like fashion. I like music. I love movies. I like, I'm a boring person. I'm not into anything unusual. There's no anime, no K-pop, no nope, a secret not, cupcake wars. You don't like, you don't, you're not up at 2 a.m. watching cupcake wars. Nope. I'm into like a lot of like mainstream shit. Like, you know, I love documentaries. I love crime dramas and. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love, you know what I do love? I don't know if this is wacky or not. I love like cult stuff. Like if it's about Scientology or like sex cults or Jim Jones or, you know, oh, uh, yeah. David Koresh, like religious cults. I'm all in. Like, I'm all in. Oh, we just lived through that and we're still living through it. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> exactly. just saying. I'm with you. The big Scientology place is here in Hollywood. And there's a restaurant yeah. hotel there. I always tell one of my friends like pre-COVID when we're at all the parties because all the Grammy parties, everything's over in that direction. Uh-huh. Like, do you want to go grab something to eat the Scientology restaurant? They're all freaked out. Go, I want to get audited. I'm going to say, hey, what's up? Can we audit you? I just want to go just to have coffee, yeah. tea, yeah. just to have dinner. But come on, come on, oh, bring it on. I, Ask it I, on. I'm I, so obsessed with that. Nobody will go I, with me. Yeah, no. funny, story, funny story really quick. I actually went there for a birthday celebration, but did not know. I knew, I was like, this looks like the Scientology building. Is there a restaurant attached to this? So I thought it was some hidden restaurant that was attached to the Scientology building. <laughs> I go in and there's pictures of L. Ron Hubbard everywhere. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, can I curse on this? I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, you can. You're allowed. Not only was I surprised I was in the Church of Scientology, I didn't know my friend was a Scientologist. So my wife and I oh. and a couple other friends were like, holy shit. Like, we're in, in it. Like, and we were like snooping around and there was like a guard watching us. And I'm like, you're like, me. I would be like, can I use a restroom? Oh, it's to the right. I'd be like going left. I'd be like, yeah. I, I may not come out. I think I'd have my tracker phone on. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I'd be, was, I'd be opening up closets, seeing if I can find Tom Cruise. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I made it. I made a joke about that too. That oh, did you? Yeah, it didn't go over too well with somebody <laughs> who was a Scientologist at the table I was sitting at. So I thought they just, I thought my friend like just rented it out like you would a VFW or something. Yeah, like, no. Rented out the, the room. I didn't know there were like everybody in there was a Scientologist <laughs> except for like seven people. <laughs> so uh, let me ask you, are you still friends? Yes, but not as close. Okay, uh, gotcha. Yeah, but Facebook friends, social media. Okay, but that's the same thing as talking about Black Lives Matter, racism. I got a slew of questions for anybody 
Scientology, all these cults. We had a great NASA series. And I, I went down to the, like, what are you binging on? What's real life? What's up there? I am fascinated with all that dark, twisted shit, though. Yeah. But like, so I'm always laughing. So I'm trying to get people on the podcast. And then we will come on and talk about the dark, twisted stuff. The closest I got was, you know, Homeland Security. Scott was amazing, but, you know, he couldn't talk about shit. We had a guy who's ethical hacker ask the three questions. No, no. Hell no. no Change no, the subject. Had a dog barking. We have this whole thing that I, I did this segment of. We did um Global News Watch with these badass CIA military guys. And the first thing out of their mouth, Sarah, we can't talk about it. Don't ask. I'm going to ask anyways. But it's like that dark, twisted stuff. Yeah. But we should get a Scientologist on here. Then Terry oh, could co-host with us. I would. No. You would. Okay. We're going to go back to my, we're gonna go back to my wacky, no. uh, superficial I'm, social I'm, I'm idea. Very, I'm very cynical of those people. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so just to, just just to even the playing field for you, Terry, so you're not silly, embarrassed. Joey, cupcakes, yeah. K-pop, anime. One thing people don't know about you: I am a huge Doc Martin fan. Really, really? I I love that show, and I just wait, watched... wait, Doc Martin, the, the uh, shoes you wear, the shoes or the show, the shoes. No, the show. The show, the TV oh, show on PBS. I you were talking about the shoe. Me oh, no. too. I think yeah. you were Doc Marjorie yeah, Granoli. So. <laughs> no, um, actually, my shoe of brand, my shoe brand of choice is Hoka, of all things. Okay. Uh, okay, Terry, we're turning on the same page. We're on the fashion side of that. Yeah, I was all. I, I, I like Bart Martin's back in the eighties. That was they were big. <laughs> okay, the TV shows yeah. quite a bit different. It's British. I like it. I, okay. it's just... Do you know what I'm binging right now? Can I we're even talking about these? See, our, Terry, our conversations are so all over the crazy <laughs> board. My oh. favorite new binge right now, it was all the science stuff. It's Startup on Netflix. Yo, somebody just told me about that three days ago. Oh, dude. So the reason why I think you would like it, I mean, I, okay, the reason why I love it is, is the only reason why I love it is because, you know, most of our clients, the second I started the yep. agency, Doing PR for startups is a nightmare. Yeah. And then there's a few things that I could actually relate to, but startups, it's a, the first season, I'm still on. I don't know if it shifts yeah. in season two or I three. I think it's like a few years old, too. It's like, and it's, it's, it, but it's circling around crypto, which is weird. Life imitates art. They hit, it's all about the crypto, yeah. The, yeah. The, the stupid bullshit, dark, twisty yeah. shit of dirty money of crypto when you yeah. think about how big it is now. So, startup is, you would love it because tech industry you would love startup my, my other big my other big binge that everybody's making fun of me of i think i'm on amazon this one is flack it's all about the pr spin high-end pr firms london la music just the bullshit bullshit the sentence spin and the shit you lie pilfer and you have to do to cover your clients asses in the public and some of the stuff is so stupid dark and stupid but i'm like oh yeah we did that on this date oh yeah remember four <laughs> years ago we were in that mode but those are my two most they're the dumbest they're just dumb but my favorite two binges right now i think they encompass my world a few parting things i love the art behind you i don't know um, that. Speaking of, okay, speaking of, so a client of mine, these fashion calendars, Isaac Zano, brilliant, brilliant artist. Yeah. He did Clinique. He, he did all the Henry Bendel before Henry Bendel shut down pre-COVID. I have a photo he did as, I mean, maybe a Bendel girl. So I have a piece of artwork from yeah. the Henry Bendel closing party I got to keep and sign. But everything he's done here, he has hand done. He is the most exquisite amazing artist and in the fashion industry on the fashion circuit a whole new line with lacombe clinique 
he's rolling out into the market right now. But I have four years of astrology calendars from a huge content client of ours. And every year they have these custom fashion calendars that come out. And I actually, two days ago, got to oversee final approval of 2022's cover and the yes. insides. And I was so excited because I have copies of it, but I can't really show it because until, you know, everything's together. But if you need a calendar of the most outstanding fashion designers, I'll pop one over to you. Nice. Joe, love your makeshift booth there. <laughs> uh, actually, that is my audio booth. Um, it's fashion- fashionable. Yeah. Blanket fort slash audio booth. But I will let you know this real quick. I'm going to take this off. I do have. Yeah. 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 There you go. You've got the, uh, yeah. the foam there. My wife did some voiceovers for a little bit and she turned one of our closets into mm-hmm. a voiceover booth with all the padding and all the sound yeah. booths and didn't use it that much after we built it. Well, I see that's that's the thing with Joe because Joe's done a lot of voiceover work as well, was yeah. a god. So he's legit. He's he's yeah. legit. He's yeah. the rest of us, we're just yeah. winging it up to get through these podcasts as executives. Joe's a legit co-host. I, I appreciate the homework you did too on me, Joe. You. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you what what caught me was the first the 30 by 30. That's yeah. that's what caught me. And I'm like, okay, I've got to read more into this. And then I saw your A Million Truths. And I was like, okay, I, I got to ask about this. And, oh. and can we have the podcast again for your wife? White so, speak. White speak. White yeah. speak. Okay. Thank yeah. you. And then best way to find you, go to Tumblr, T-U-M-B-L-R. But I'm I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I'm on all the I'm on all the platforms. I'm yeah, but for everybody out there, it's it's the comeback is real. Go back to Tumblr. Check out Tumblr. Check Nothing. it out. Get on it. And Share by the thoughts. way, Tumblr just won a Shorty Award for the best rebranding of uh, really? app. Yeah, so so. the website does look sleek. I, yeah. I'm so like, this is awesome. Going from Vice. Our marketing team did a great job. You'll be now that you've had me on the podcast, I think you're gonna to start to perk up and see more of yeah. Tumblr now that it's kind of top of mind. It's like when you buy a car and then you look around and everybody's got the same car because now you notice it more. That's what it's gonna be like for Tumblr for you guys. You'll, you'll start uh, to yeah. see I may go into it and uh, start maybe start posting some of my VO clients. You should. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's Try to get sun- some more work out of it. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Wait, do okay. that again, Joe. Pizza, pizza, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good having you on the podcast today, Terry. Yeah, thank you for fun. reaching out. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed it thoroughly, and I'd be happy to come back anytime. Keep us posted. We're excited yeah. to have you back. But so I'm super happy you're here. Joey, it's been a good day of pizza and tumbling with you. You got it. Definitely. So Sarah Miller... CEO of Access Entertainment. We look forward to seeing everybody next week on Media Maven's podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Media Maven's podcast. If you don't want to miss an episode or download past episodes, subscribe to the Media Maven's podcast on your favorite podcast provider to learn more about the podcast or our guests. Log on to www.mediamavenspodcast.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.